Please listen carefully. Salutations, toppers, and welcome to episode 98 of the Turn of Phrases podcast. I hope this episode finds you well, and I thank you for giving me some of your time today. Today, we're putting on a show and exploring some theater-related phrases. So run your lines, find your marks, and let's set the stage for today's phrases, origins, history, and more. First up for today is the etymology and history of theater. People have been entertaining each other since way back in old-timey times. Long before we had the word theater, folks were performing in many ways. Let's take a look at the word, and then we'll take a look at the act. The word starts in a place that may not surprise you, seeing as how many people think of ancient Greece when they think of ancient theater. The word theasthi meant to behold, and it became theatron, which basically meant a place to view. This became the Latin word theatrum, meaning everything from a playhouse, theater, stage, or even spectators in a theater. In the 12th century, we find the old French word theater, which made its way to English in the 14th century. Now, which spelling is correct? T-H-E-A-T-R-E, or T-H-E-A-T-E-R. Both are correct and valid words, of course, but what I mean is which one is correct in this type of theater. Many people use the T-H-E-A-T-R-E version to refer to the performance itself, and T-H-E-A-T-E-R to describe the building that the performance takes place in. While these uses are perfectly acceptable, that's really not where the difference comes from. We spell theater two different ways simply due to location. British English traditionally spells it the R-E way, and American English spells it the E-R way. Now that we've gotten the history of the word, let's look at how old theater itself is. As I mentioned, people have been entertaining each other for a long time probably longer than recorded history. But when does theater first show up in recorded history? According to Aristotle, one of the first people to ever be what we would consider an actor was Thespius of Icaria. Aristotle wrote about Thespius around 335 BC, but Thespius lived a couple centuries earlier. Supposedly, in 534 or 535 BC, Thespius, a poet, jumped up on a wooden cart in front of a crowd and began reciting poetry. Not too odd for a poet, sure, but it was how he read the poem that counts here. He read the lines as if he was the character in the poem, acting them out instead of merely saying the words. Thespius's little act laid the foundation for theater as we know it, and his name is where we get the word thespian. Now, let's move to the stage. All the world's a stage is probably one of the most well-known phrases that have to do with theater. It's used to say that we're all just playing our parts in life, our roles, so to say. 
It is attributed, like many phrases, to our boy Billy Shakespeare. It was in his play As You Like It, which was written around 1599. He wrote, quote, All the world's a stage, and all the men and women merely players. They have their exits and their entrances, and one man in his time plays many parts, his acts being seven ages. End quote. Now, the seven ages part is important because what that tells us is that while Shakespeare may have written this down first as a metaphor for life, the idea was most definitely not his. We can trace the idea of life being made up of stages or ages to at least ancient Greece. Aristotle wrote about life having three or four stages, and by the 12th century, the commonly accepted number of stages was seven. This is related to the seven deadly sins. And if you want to get technical, although the wording is different, Shakespeare wasn't the first person to put a theatrical spin on life. In 1511, Dutch Christian humanist Erasmus, whom we've heard from before, wrote The Praise of Folly. In it, he included this quote, For what else is the life of man but a kind of play in which men in various costumes perform until the director motions them off the stage? End quote. So Shakespeare can lay claim to pinning the wording we still use, and probably he can claim making the same more popular. But he most definitely didn't come up with the idea behind it. Now, let's step into the limelight. To be in the limelight means to be the center of attention. This saying comes from being in actual limelight on stage. Limelight, also called calcium light, was the way old-timey times theaters lit up the stage. Goldsworth Gurney was an English surgeon, chemist, inventor, architect, and consultant, among other things. Basically, he liked science, both doing it and teaching it, and he liked to invent things. One thing he invented in the 1820s was, you guessed it, limelight. His light applied a jet of oxygen and hydrogen to a flame, which made it burn super hot. Adding limestone or quicklime to the fire made it give off an incredibly bright white light that could be seen from miles away. In fact, Scottish civil engineer Thomas Drummond turned this light source into a survey tool. He once said he could see a limelight on top of a mountain peak from 68 miles away, which made the survey of the mountains he was doing much easier. The first time a limelight was used in a theater was in 1937 at Covenant Garden in London. Within about three decades, it was the preferred lighting instrument in most theaters. Prior to this, they mainly used gas lights, which tended to be dim. That meant that they had to use a ton of them to make things brighter, and putting hundreds of gas-powered lamps in a building, especially one filled with curtains and other highly flammable items, is kind of dangerous. The far brighter limelight meant less lamps were needed so it was both safer and cheaper. In addition to being used to represent sun or moonlight, limelights typically were used to light up the center of the stage. Now, the limelights, while safer than gas lamps, were still a fire hazard, since, you know, they still had open flames. 
Also, they required constant attention as someone had to be watching over them to adjust the limestone, oxygen, and hydrogen as needed. As the 19th century was drawing to a close, electric lighting was replacing limelights, but the idea of the brightly lit center stage never faded. The saying as we know it was first recorded in the New York Times in an article from July of 1902. It read, quote, William S. DeVry was in the limelight last evening. Tens of thousands of people of the district crowded the streets in the neighborhood and shouted the name of the ex-chief of police of New York. End quote. Now, let's shed some light on today's familiar quotation. Topper's today's familiar quotation is from Robert Cohen. Here's what he had to say about acting. Quote, Great acting is not easy. Anyone who says it is, is either shallow or a charlatan. And one of the hardest things about acting is admitting that it is hard. End quote. Thank you, Mr. Cohen, for giving us today's familiar quotation. All right, toppers, it's time for today's For Better or For Words, love advice from old-timey times. Remember that this advice is over a hundred years old, and I'm sharing it for entertainment purposes only. Now, let's hear from the ladies first. Don't expect all the give to be on his side and all the take on yours. And now for the men. Don't think that it is no longer necessary to show your love for your wife, as she ought to know it by this time. A woman likes to be kissed and caressed and to receive little lover-like attentions from her husband, even when she is a grandmother. All right, toppers, that's going to do it for episode 98. Thank you for lending me your ears today to turn some phrases. As I always do, I hope you enjoyed the episode and that you learned something along the way. Check out my website, turnofphrases.com, to find out information about the show's social media, for details about the music I use in the show, and much more. If you had a good time listening, please consider subscribing or leaving a rating and review. Also, if you know someone who'd enjoy the show, please tell them about it to help spread the word. Thanks again for listening to the Turn of Phrases podcast, researched, written, hosted, and produced by me, Brisky. Until next time, toppers, may all the stages in your life be bright. Toodaloo! Let me rephrase. The word... (laughs) Yeah, that's... that's, Okay, let's try that again. The word... (laughs) Dutch Christian humanist... (laughs) Show...
show, 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 show.